And so I'm thinking of a guy that's like, he's going to go ask his wife, how's your heart? And mm-hmm. she's, that's the first time she hears her husband say that mm-hmm. maybe ever or in a, long time. in a long time. And she's like, she starts to cry. Mm-hmm. She starts to just say, you know, holy cow, I've got a lot on my heart. And he's like, just one more thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to deal with that right now. I'd rather, mm-hmm. I would have rather not asked that question and just gone by. So it's at the heart of all of that is really like selfishness. Yeah. Um, that's part of laying down your life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast today. Layla's hanging out with me, my wife. Uh, we're going to talk about what it looks like to uh, pursue your the heart of your spouse um, in the midst of kind of busyness. Um, I talk about pursuing the heart of your our spouse all the time. Like I'm always telling us dudes, like you need to pursue your wife's heart. Guys always reach out to me, whether it's at the conferences that we do or shoot me a message on Instagram and like, what does that mean? Like practically, what does that mean to pursue my wife's heart? I don't know what that actually looks like. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I brought my wife, Layla, in to help me talk about that kind of stuff because I think uh, it would just be a one-sided conversation if I didn't if I didn't give the full perspective from a wife. So anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we dive in and get to that, I do want to thank my friends over at HelloFresh and Blinkist for sponsoring this episode. If you haven't heard of HelloFresh, um, super cool company that delivers food um, and meal plans and uh, ingredients straight to your door and allows you to cook really healthy, delicious meals that are really easy and simple and uh just amazing uh we've been using them for quite a while we love them uh what i like about them is they they do all the meal planning all the shopping all the prepping for you so uh for us busy dads like it just shows up to your door you can focus on having a healthier meal and keeping your family happy without having to stress or have your wife stress if she's in charge of the food or if you guys split that up um you don't have to stress about it you just have it delivered straight to your house it's meals that your kids are going to love um, you get seasonal, simple, pre-measured ingredients, uh, and it's just going to show up at your door every week, which is really nice. So um, you're going to spend less time grocery shopping. You're going to spend less time meal planning, which is something that we're all looking for is more time and uh, spending less time on things that we don't want to do and more time with things that we do want to do, which is hang out with our family, be engaged father and husband, and uh, not have to stress about the things that can be stressful like meal planning. So you're gonna, all the meals take uh, 30 minutes max to cook. Uh, very little cleanup because you're just going to use two pots or pans. Uh, very, very minimal things needed. They're going to take care of most of the work for you. You just take out the food. It's already measured and pre-measured for you. You cook the meals in less than 30 minutes. Your family's going to love it. Your kids, even your picky eater kids are going to love the food. It's going to be really good. So it's delicious. You can. They've got classic uh, meal plans. They've got veggie meal plans and they got family meal plans. Obviously for us, we do the family meal plan uh, and you can switch at any time. You can switch plans at any time, but you can do what makes most sense for you. Uh, anyway, this this last week they had the um, these tacos in there with this like crema, this like, uh, what was it? What, this like chili lime crema sauce. So the Mexican pork and sweet street corn tacos um which man if you know me i'm like all about them tacos <laughs> uh but in particular these sauce i've had them before and i always tell Layla like these might be the best tacos i've ever had which is a big statement coming from him from me anyway really really good tacos uh even the kids love them so uh yeah man you're just gonna you're gonna really enjoy the meals uh it's some really really tasty healthy food as always wanted to create a custom code for you the dad tired listener so that you can get the hookup 
if you go to hellofresh.com forward slash tired 80, all right, hellofresh.com forward slash tired 80, and then you enter the code tired 80, um, you're going to get $80 off your first month, which is nuts. Um, it's like a week free of groceries for you. This is crazy. HelloFresh.com forward slash tired 80. Use the promo code tired 80 at checkout. You're going to get $80 off your first month subscription. HelloFresh.com forward slash tired 80. Use the promo code tired 80. Also want to thank my friends over at Blinkist. You've heard me talk about them before because I love them. Uh, I'm always trying to read books. I was literally listening to three books today. Um, if you're not familiar with Blinkist, uh, it's the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down to just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to quickly. A lot of us busy dads who are continue to try to learn and improve ourselves, continue to gain knowledge, but we don't have time to sit down and read books. That's me. So literally, as I'm going throughout the house, Layla was off with the kids today. So I stayed home, tried to help clean up the house, and I was just busting through books, which you can do with Blinkist. Uh, you can listen to four books in a day because, again, they're around 15 minutes and just it's going to boil everything down to the, the biggest points, the need to know points so that you can consume the stuff that you want to consume within a book. Uh, I love Blinkist, man. I listen to it as I go to bed every night. I listen to it while I clean the house. I listen to it as I'm driving. Um, there's a couple books that I've recommended before that I think are really great. If you're brand new to Blinkist, uh, I would start with these two books. Number one, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, one of my favorite books um, like of all time. Really, really good book. I talk about this, literally just had a conversation last night with some friends using material from the Start With Why book. So download that. And then also there's another parenting book on there called How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. Um, another great read. Go to Blinkist.com forward slash tired. You can start your free seven day trial. That's a special offer just for the dad tired audience. Again, go to Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com forward slash tired. Start your seven day free trial. Again, Blinkist.com forward slash tired. You're going to get seven days for free. Um, today, we're talking about pursuing your wife. And um, there's a huge part of me. Well, hello. Hi, babe. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Are we going to be recorded? Are you still recording? Can we talk about how I look? Yeah, if you're so, it's been a long day. We're trying something um, where we're video recording, potentially put it on YouTube. It might not work. This is, we're super janky. Like we, if you saw our house right now, it's chaotic. Uh, we're wearing our pajamas. It's the end of the night. It's past nine o'clock. We're tired, um, headaches, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, um, there's a potential you could be watching this on, excuse me, on YouTube. Uh, but if it's not on YouTube, it's because something failed, like a camera <laughs> failed or something. So if you're just listening to this on the podcast, um, you just, could thank your lucky yeah, stars. Thank the Lord that you don't have to actually look at us. <laughs> um, anyway, so today we're talking about pursuit, pursuit of each other's heart and all that fun stuff. Um, but before we dive in to today, I want to, I thought it'd be fun to, one of the ways that you and I connect is oftentimes we'll ask each other, like, what are you learning? Or is there anything sticking out to you this week? Because we do a lot of stuff kind of individually. I'm traveling, you commute, all that stuff. So anyway, what are you learning? What'd you learn this week that's like interesting? 
Um, I learned a lot of things this week. I'm uh, going through a book called um, The Emperor of All Maladies. It's a book about, uh, it's essentially a biography of cancer, um, like the disease cancer. And uh, I know that's not exciting. So um, for most other people, I'm an oncology nurse, though. So I kind of... I kind of like to learn about it. Um, Matt Chandler recommended that book to yeah, me. Yeah, Matt Chandler and did, And yeah. I text you. I've actually had it on my wish list for a long time. I've been meaning to read it and or listen to it on Audible for a long time. And uh, I'm finally doing it. So it's really interesting. Nice. Um, so something I could share that's not sad. I learned... Um, I have a lot of random animal factoids. And I learned that uh, a male giraffe when he's uh, looking for a potential mate, will actually like kind of headbutt the female and like bump into her bladder a bunch until she pees or or urinates. And then he tastes the urine of his potential female mate to see if she's ready or if she's in heat. And that's how they decide if they're gonna be together that night. That is disgusting. Yeah, well, that's biology. Like there's something in her urine that dictates... There's the- something in her urine when the female is in heat. And so the male giraffe doesn't want to waste his time with a girl who's not ready to make babies. So he bumps into her bladder like any other male would do <laughs> and gives it a taste. Her urine, yeah. That's what I learned this week. That's disgusting. Where did you learn that? Um, the World Wide Web. Like you searched how draft. I don't know. I came. <laughs> I don't know how I came across it, but I did, and I locked that one away. That's a keeper. That's super gross. Well, what do you have? What'd you learn this week? Uh, this week I learned. Uh, by the way, you're like I always tell people, you're like the nerdiest, but cutest nerd that I know. You're such a nerd. Thank you. Like how do like what was the title of that article that you thought <laughs> I should read this right now? This oh, seems God, worth. I don't know. I I always come across facts like that. I don't know. I get to clicking. I guess stop. Uh, okay. Well, mine's a little more practical for the everyday person. Okay. Uh, I was on a flight from North Carolina a couple mm-hmm. days ago coming back to Portland and I listened to a podcast, Joe Rogan podcast, which I can't recommend because he uses a lot of foul language and talks about a lot of not so Jesus like things. Okay. Um, But he does have some really fascinating people on his show. One of them that I was listening to is a um, like, help me with the right words, neurologist, Uh brain. Yeah. Neurologist. guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he studies sleep and he was talking about um, so many things that I could tell you about sleep that are super fascinating. But one of them is when you are sleeping somewhere that's not your normal like sleep environment, environment like a hotel or maybe you're camping or anywhere that's just not home for you, um, you um, half of your brain never goes into a deep sleep. Hmm. Um, it's so it's like sleeping with one eye open. So regardless of how long you sleep, um, it doesn't matter. Like you, your body actually won't go into a deep sleep Hmm. if you're outside of your normal environment, 
which I thought was really interesting. It is. So sleeping in a hotel, even if you sleep for like 10 hours, you're not going to be totally well rested. Right. Because your brain is in self-protection mode Mm -hmm. subconsciously. Unfamiliar territory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Makes sense. Couple ways that they say to get better sleep um, for all the tired dads and moms. And moms. Um, go to this bed at the same time every night, wake up at the same time. So get in a rhythm, like an actual sleep rhythm. That's the most important thing, isn't it's the it? Most important Going thing. to bed at the same time, waking up at the same yeah. time. Get at least seven to nine hours every night. Um, sleep half naked, which the dudes will be very excited about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, that was the first thing I wanted to do when I came home or first thing I want to tell you about when I came I home. No, I sleep like Eskimo. I got layers on layers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to make a lot of jokes there, but I won't. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yes, sleep half naked because your body actually needs to be colder. Um, Mm -hmm. Take a bath uh, or a hot shower before you go to bed. And that's just so that your body will go into um, sleep, like get colder. Mm. So your body temperature will decrease and that will help you sleep better. Anyway, some practical ways to get better sleep. I'm not surprised you shared about sleep. You've been reading about that a lot lately, it seems like. I'm also reading another book on how babies sleep right now. We'll have a fact about sleep. Dang, we're going to get so off track. All right, one more. Okay, one more, one quick fact. I heard that um, Google and, um, let's see, Google, the periodic table, and the structure of DNA... And the song called Yesterday by the Beatles, these were all ideas that came during these people's uh, sleep. You said that kind of confusing. Are you telling people to go Google that or the idea for Google? Yeah, Google. The idea for Google and the idea for the periodic table and the idea for the Beatles song called Yesterday um, and... And the uh, DNA structure, like all of these concepts came to the people while they were like dreaming or sleeping. Yes, that's true. I didn't know. about. Did you know that? I didn't know about Google or the, what was the, the DNA structure? Yeah. But I, he did mention in that podcast, the periodic table. Oh. That guy that see? came up with the entire like periodic table, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. All the elements and like just. Yeah. Did their that. atomic weight. Yeah, and put their, like structure mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. In this, like during sleep, he, those were the ideas yeah. that he came to. Well, your brain didn't we talk about your brain's constantly working on problems, especially when you sleep? Yeah. So, so there's kind of like this one thing that he said, last thing I'll say on sleep is there's kind of this idea he was talking about that's like this, like macho, I only need four to five hours of sleep. I work super hard. I don't need sleep. I, I can go fine. And like just science shows that's not true. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the longer you go without seven to nine hours of sleep, the worse your body is getting, the worse your brain, and it's just like plummets, plummets, and yeah. so, it's just like you can't argue it. it is, there's too much science to back it up. So for you dudes, um, you should be sleeping a lot, and don't try to be macho and act like you don't need sleep. And moms, and moms, except if you have a newborn, you're just out of luck, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm reading a book though about how to get your 12 week old if they're 12 weeks or older they should be they can be sleeping 12 hours a night the book's called people are going to ask me so the book's called 
The book is called 12 Hours Sleep by 12 Weeks Old by Susie Giordano. Giordano. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm dubious. Ella did not get that memo. She's three and a half months, three months. Check in with us. If you're watching or listening to this, check in with us. Uh, because in like two weeks, I my goal is that she will be sleeping 12 hours throughout yeah. the night. Anyway. Okay. What are we doing on this podcast let's talk about, today? Let's talk about attachment um, and the pursuit of each other's hearts. The reason we're talking about this is because I'm always, whether it's at a dad tired conference or it's at, uh, on a podcast, guys are always saying, Jared, I hear you. Like, um, I need to pursue my wife's heart, but can you give me some really practical examples of that? Um, because I don't know what that actually looks like in real life. So one, I'm going to give, like, I asked the ladies on Instagram, all the wives that follow mm-hmm. dad tired, like, what is, how do you feel? pursued by your husband when do you most feel pursued by your husband Mm -hmm. and they gave me a ton of answers which we could do a whole podcast of me just reading those answers and it would be really helpful i think but we'll read some of them um but i thought it would just be helpful for me to hear from you when do you feel pursued by me um i feel pursued by you when um when i feel like you're being I guess like maybe more intentionally like paying attention to me, I guess, because I think it's so easy for us to be distracted by all the things we're doing. It seems like a hundred different things at once, but you know, the phone or the TV or a funny meme or a Instagram video or something. But when, um, I think when you're just like genuinely seem interested in like what I'm doing or how I'm feeling or like when you ask um, what's on your heart or what have you learned today or how's your heart, stuff like that. Um, like you're trying to get to know me better that day or something. Um, risky question for me, but when do you not feel pursued by me? Um, I guess maybe the opposite of all those things when I think, uh, it's hard for me because of what you do, so much of your work time is phone time or screen time, you know, whether, whether it's the computer or your phone. Um, I, you know, when I look at you, a lot of the time your face is facing a screen. And I know most men, um, yeah, most men go to work, you know, Monday through Friday from eight to five or whatever it is, and they're gone from their wives. Um, and so I try and remember that, that when you're on the computer, you're doing your work. Um, but sometimes I, I can't tell. I have no idea when you're on, you know, Facebook or Instagram because of dad tired stuff or just fiddling around. <laughs> so um, I guess sometimes I just have to, I don't know, I guess that's what. Well, you don't have to like make it about you. Oh. I mean, or I guess you just don't have to excuse like try to figure out if that's your problem because if you feel that way, that's on me, right? What, regardless okay, so. of what's actually happening, if that's how you're feeling, that's on me. Hmm. Maybe it would help if you said, "I'm going to take the next hour and do blah 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 on Facebook or de- Instagram or whatever." Yeah. And then I know for the next hour you're working. Yeah. Otherwise, see, in my mind, it's just like random times you pull out your phone and do something, and I have no idea. I just feel like. 
I'll just be over here. Yeah. That would require me to be more organized and know that I'm yeah, not going to work. I know, <laughs> and I know you're not. Because <laughs> uh, usually it is me just like. Uh, so you think of some. Yeah, I know you. Something. I can tell sometimes when you just think of something and then you want to share it or yeah. you know post it or whatever. Yeah, but that anyway. doesn't. Like that's an area I want to grow in and figure it out. I can't just say I'm not organized, so I can't. I'm not going to love you well in that area. Mm. Well, that's nice. Um. There was one time, remember, I, I talked about the story of the Dad Tired podcast or the Dad Tired conference that we do, but there was that time where we were seeing a counselor in kind of a crappy season of our mm-hmm. marriage. And uh, the counselor was talking about how attachment happens within, uh, like, you can feel if we have like a shared experience or shared bonding, there's a sense of attachment. Mm-hmm. But that attachment, remember, you were talking about goes away as quickly as 24 hours. Yeah, it fades really quickly. Yeah, which didn't really make sense to me until we went on a cruise uh, two years ago. And it was just you and I, it was our anniversary. We were having tons of fun. Uh, I was having tons of fun. I had fun. <laughs> he thinks I hate cruises. I don't hate them. Yeah, I hope not. We're doing a dad tired cruise. We're doing a lot of cruises. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we, we had such a good time and then we got back and um, within like probably by the end of the day of getting back, we were like back into normal. The house is messy. The kids are crazy. crazy, And all of that work of spending a whole week together and feeling attached together mm-hmm. in my mind i'm like that's gonna buy us like months like we get like three months of yeah it was such a good bonding experience for several days uninterrupted just the two of us yeah that should last a good long time yeah. but yeah. It, it's literally like that day we're back mm-hmm. to normal so the point is that you can't just like coast regardless you can't just say uh i will yeah you know you should know i love you because i unloaded the dishwasher two weeks ago mm-hmm which, by the right. way, for you, I know, is a love language. Yeah, I love when you unload the dishwasher. Right. <laughs> and sometimes I get into that, like, if if there's any sense, in, uh, sometimes I'll get in my head, like, well, I've been serving Layla because I unload the dishwasher twice this, last, week, this yeah. week or last week. But it just doesn't, like, if it's not happening that day, you're not feeling loved that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you feel that? Like, does, do you have any examples of that? Um, Where you feel yeah. like I did this for Jared, it, that should be attachment <laughs> or that, that should yeah. be a pursuit of his Well, life. I mean, that was a big thing for us when when we were first married or even dating. I, um, You did express that to me that, um, oh, because I'm not good with words. And so I would feel like if I have told you that I love you, then you should just know it and I don't <laughs> have to keep saying it. Yeah. Which I know now, ten year, almost ten years into marriage, that's not how that works. But um, saying things to you um, needs to be not continuous, but just you know, just because I said something nice to you three weeks ago, um, it's you still need to hear that I appreciate you, or I care about you, or I love you, or you're a good husband. You can't just say that once and then expect that it should stick. And I think I expected that it should stick for some reason um probably well probably a lot of reasons why i felt that way but um yeah do you still feel that like now um no i'm more aware of um especially because your love language how you feel loved is words of affirmation 
And even though that's like my weakest, I'm not good at that. I know um, that I can't just not do it. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking as we I was thinking about this episode was one. I was trying to think of like why don't guys in particular pursue their wife's heart? And I was thinking, I'm, I'm I guess I was wondering to myself how selfish is it, or is it selfishness that that is the cause of it? Like I was trying mm-hmm. to think, is it that guys just don't know how to pursue their wives, or is it just straight selfishness that like. I need something from you. I I need you to do something for me and you're not doing it. So like I'm frustrated with you or mm-hmm. whatever, but like it's a di- as opposed to saying um it, my role in this marriage is to serve you mm-hmm. and to just lay down my life for you and that that's like at the heart of that is pursuit. Yeah. Or one of the most tangible ways to serve is to to actively lay down things that I'm trying to mm-hmm. give instead of consuming from you, I'm trying to give to you. Yeah. It's probably both that maybe they don't know how, or they don't know what serving or pursuing their wife would look like, but also our default is selfishness. So my default as a human and as a woman and as a wife and as a mom, like my default is I want what I want. I think that's every human actually. Yeah. So, yeah, it takes conscious effort and practice and, um, what's the word? Intentionality. Yeah. It's crazy because it's the stuff that we're teaching our five and seven year old right now, mm-hmm. which is like, I always, I've been telling them a lot lately, think of your sister, mm-hmm. think of your brother before you think of what you want first. And that's literally the same thing that you're yeah. like, f- I'm 32, you're 57. And... <sighs> Tell them the truth. I'm also in my 30s. You treat me like I'm a grandma. <laughs> uh, we're in our 30s and we're still trying to figure this stuff out, which yeah. is that that um, instead of coming into the day thinking, how can I, what can I get from you? Are you meeting my needs? Are you making me happy? It's what what can I do to lay down? So practically it would be like, I really want to get this work done right now because it's the first thing on my mind, mm-hmm. but I'm going to set my phone down instead. Yeah. Or practically, I would rather sit down and watch a football game or veg out because I've been working hard all day, mm-hmm. but instead I'm going to sacrifice and lay my life down and in, and actually engage with what's going on in your heart, mm-hmm. even though I might not get anything out of that. Um, like I don't, I'm not going to get excited that a draft pokes the bladder of another draft <laughs> you know after a long day like i'm not like that's not Tell stuff me I'm, more i'm not yeah like trying to talk about but that's that's part of laying your life down is saying i'm going to give up the things that i want to talk about or think about or do to hear what's going on in your heart mm-hmm. i think it's just a lot of guys it's hard because they're just tired it's yeah. it's kind of it's a lot of work to like ask what's going on in your heart yeah and it's it's vulnerable for one because it could mm-hmm. bring up a whole set of things. Like right. if I say, you may not want to know, <laughs> right? Especially if I'm tired, I've been working all day. Kids are like yelling, screaming. We're trying to get them bed mm-hmm. or whatever. And we keep making it sound like our kids are at, like it's a chaos around here. Which yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, be real. Yeah, so you know, I ask what's on your heart, and all of a sudden you haven't heard that question maybe mm-hmm. in months. So I'm thinking of a guy that's like he's going to go ask his wife. 
how's your heart? And mm-hmm. she's, that's the first time she hears her husband say that mm-hmm. maybe ever or in a, long time. in a long time. And she's like, she starts to cry. Mm-hmm. She starts to just say, you know, holy cow, I've got a lot on my heart. And he's like, just one more thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to deal with that right now. I'd rather, mm-hmm. I would have rather not asked that question and just gone by. So it's at the heart of all of that is really like selfishness. Yeah. Um, that's part of laying down your life. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? No, I think that's true. That's what I'm saying. I, our default is selfishness, and uh, that's exactly what we're called to not do. We're called to be servants, um, yeah, and to love each other like Christ loved us, which was relentless pursuit, Right. which is hard to do when you're tired and you work and you have kids and the house is a mess and you maybe are in a season that you don't even like your spouse you definitely aren't going to feel like, you know, what's on your heart? How can I serve you? Um, you may feel like I don't actually care what's on your heart and yeah. I don't want to serve you. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Mm-hmm. But we've been there. Yep. And made it through. Yep. I always tell guys when at the conferences, like what God didn't do with us is just say, hey, say this prayer. Like he just, he's busy with all kinds of other things. He's got a lot going on in the world. And so he just focuses on you for a second and says, I need you to say this prayer so you can get into heaven. Mm-hmm. And you pray this prayer, you get into heaven. And then he's like, okay, cool. I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I got you in. See you when you die. Yeah, see you when you die. And that's not at all what we see God mm-hmm. in the Bible. God in the Bible is like pursuing you from the day you you take a breath into this world until the day you die. Every day mm-hmm. he's involved in the, the details. Like he wants one to continue to refine you or as, the, you know, excuse me, kind of a churchy word, sanctify you, Mm -hmm. which just means taking that dark junk out of you and continue to make it new and more like Jesus and less like the kingdom of the world. Um, But it's a daily pursuit. And then that's what he says. That's how you love your wife. Mm -hmm. Um, Husbands, that's how you love your wife. So what we can't do as husbands is say, um, well, I got you. (laughs) I I put a ring on it Mm -hmm. and I'm showing up like I go to work and I'm providing providing for Mm -hmm. you. That should be enough. Um, it just won't work. Mm-mm. You know, it has to be, if you want to love your wife the way that Jesus loves us and, um, it's going to be a daily pursuit mm-hmm. of laying down your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for what a lot of people are probably feeling is like, what does that look like practically every mm-hmm. day? And one thing that stuck out to me when I asked these women, so let's get into the answers for these, that these women gave. Yeah. One thing that stuck out to me was there was nothing extravagant. When I asked, what does it look like for a husband, your husband to pursue you? There was nothing crazy, nothing expensive and nothing super time consuming. Hmm. That was what struck me. Yeah. So let me read some of these. Um, I actually didn't pick out any ahead of time. So I'm just going to read. Hmm. <laughs> it's hard. Instagram doesn't let me like print this out or save it. So I have to just like scroll through. Literally, there's like hundreds of these. Oh my gosh. Um Women were very anxious to talk I'll about. Bet. Yeah. I bet everyone's hoping. I hope he reads mine. <laughs> yeah. I won't say names because some of them are, you know, personal. Mm-hmm. But um, so he, this woman said uh, she feels pursued when the phone computer is away and mm-hmm. he's asking about my heart, not just my day, mm. which is kind of what mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this woman said when he prays for me and us, mm. do you feel pursued when I like when I pray with you pray with the kids yeah 
That's yeah, I would say I f- because it shows that your our marriage, our relationship is on your heart and like hmm. your pursuit to better that by bringing it before the only one who can yeah. like make it good. Yeah. Yeah. I um I asked the the married dad tired group which is called Tired and True on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um I asked them um any last things you want us to talk about before we record today? And somebody said, what does it look like to pray together? And then mm. four people kind of upvoted that, you know, like mm. four people like that. Uh-huh. So um, I'm still like not totally sure how to encourage guys to pray with their wives, mm. except to just say, do it. Mm-hmm. Like just do it, pray yep. with them. Yeah. Um, well, just something I think, and it doesn't, uh, you know, we know it doesn't have to be like a fancy prayer, but just something that you know, if you know it's something that needs attention in your marriage and she hears you pray about it, then I think that would just be such, like even if it's still a problem in your marriage, mm. her knowing that you're conscious of it and bringing it before God, I think mm. would just be huge. Um bigger than like bringing home flowers or something is just knowing that my husband is aware, you know, like God, we're just in a hard season right now. And I, you know, just pray that you would, you know, whatever the prayer would be. Mm -hmm. But I think for the wife to maybe hear that the husband is acknowledging that we're in a rough season and he wants it to, to be better. Yeah. That's really practical. And I think guys need to hear that. Um, this one woman said when he's off his phone and asking questions about my day, there's a lot of these. Yeah. The phones, you guys. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That could be a whole other podcast topic. Just social media and electronics, distractions, robbers of time. We always talk about it. I mean, um, trend one day our kids are going to have more technology, uh, accessible to them. And it's just going to be really hard to tell them don't do that when they just see us. Yeah. And I'll take it like me, you know, so much on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see that all the time. I don't want my kids to be, you know, we go to the restaurant. Just yesterday we had our date night and there were a couple of kids in there and no judgment. But I just thought, oh, man, th- just the entire dinner hour yeah. um, they were on, you know, their mom or dad's or maybe their own, I don't know, um, iPhone or yeah. iPad. And um, I just thought, man, I don't, and we've certainly done that too. I mean, sometimes it's just survival. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, I don't want that to be how our kids do it. Let's like never ever let them have a smartphone or iPad. Um, but yeah, they're, I don't know how we could say that when they look at us and we've got the screen in our face and, yeah. Um, so I've been trying to be more conscious of that, putting my phone on the mantle, and I just have the volume up. If someone calls me, I can go get it. But as long as it's in my pocket, I reach for it and just look at it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, when it's not in my pocket and I have it up on the mantle, I notice then how many times I go to reach for it in mm-hmm. my pocket when it's not there. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I think we've been pretty good at for at meals and eating yeah. out that we don't yeah, know what no, don't mm-hmm. we never look at the phone yeah we don't do it with each other i pulled out my phone to take a picture of you for a date night yesterday yeah but then I immediately put it back and we mm-hmm. didn't have it the whole rest of the mm-hmm. night yeah it's so interesting when we've started doing that like having a no electronics at the table rule 
And then when we do, I know when we go out to dinner, sometimes I, I tell Jared, I'm like, look, just look around how many couples are at the table across from each other in a restaurant and they're looking at their phone. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Sometimes the whole meal. Yeah. And it's really like, I mean, if we just say it really bluntly, like there's a pretty subtle, if not so subtle, uh, message being communicated that there's something more important to yeah. me than the person that's sitting across the table from me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like the mm-hmm. message. Whether that you is want the it, message. Whether, whether you want that's, it to be, yeah. yeah, that's not intended. Nobody's like no. trying to do that. And it's probably not really true, but that is the message you send when you're, I mean, I, no one, I don't think would ever say like reading this uh, sports update is more important than my wife. Hopefully nobody says that, but, mm-hmm. but that's the message that's being sent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Yeah. So another one woman said, when he plans date nights, puts me before work and time with friends. Mm. This woman said, when he asks me good questions and initiates conversation. Mm. Crazy stuff, man. Like all, I'm just thinking of all the guys that are saying like, what does it look like to pursue my wife? And these are the wives are like the most simple things. Yeah. Talk to me. <laughs> talk to me. Mm-hmm. Ask me a question about my heart. Intentional. Talk yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. When he plans a date, when I feel like he actually hears me and is actively listening, when he plans dates, when he asks me questions that uh, that get to what I'm experiencing, thinking, and feeling, when he talks about my character and not just my physical self, when he asks me how I'm doing and feeling, when he talks to me, mm, wow, it's crazy. When he shows attention to detail in the relationship, when he communicates with me about our, our life. Mm. I think one of the most helpful things that a guy can do is to learn to ask good questions. Mm-hmm. And to, so I ask you what's on your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's like the simplest question, but it's freedom to say, mm-hmm. whatever's going on in there, I want to hear about. Yeah. And so I think guys having just even a few questions that they can like, mm-hmm. how's your heart? What we always try to say instead of how was your day? What was the highlight of your day? Yeah. Was it, what was the worst part of your day? Mm-hmm. So really practical. Yeah, those two questions are such a good starting point if you're not sure where to start. What was the best part of your day and what was the hardest part of your day? Right. Because for a mom, especially especially stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. if a husband comes home from work, if you know that's a normal life for them, husband comes home from work and he says, how was your day? Well, her day, like there's a All billion. All kinds of things, right? yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, horrible, yeah. frustrating, so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah so sweet. So sweet. <laughs> um, it is now forty-five minutes past my bedtime. Yeah. Uh, when he's a, when he's affectionate, hugs and hugs and kisses without expecting sex. Yeah, I like. I heard you say some, or maybe shared that or something. Yeah, I yeah. shared that one. Yeah, I thought that, that was me? interesting. I think is that, so. Do you think women like. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I think the reason is because it's not just like I know you have a th- it's dad tired, but like mom tired too for real and sometimes it's like i just want to fall into your arms but then uh what if he then wants to like take it further and i'm just so tired you know but to know like he can hug me for a long time or we can snuggle without the expectation that like then not that we then have to like it's a chore or something but you know when you're just Sometimes you just want to sleep and snuggle and relax and know that that's not going to be a frustration or something. So you think some wives, it sounds like maybe even you have felt this way, that I would rather maybe hold back on some physical affection 
because there might be the, like, I'm not, I just don't have the energy to like blatantly just say have sex. And so I'd rather hold back and not have any physical affection. Yeah. Um, Because I know this is like a thing that guys deal with a lot. Yeah. Like it comes up in the dad type group all the time. I would say I have definitely done that where I've just, I thought I would love to snuggle with him and hold his hand and have his arms wrapped around me, but I'm not going to, because then what if that will, he'll expect that to lead somewhere and I'm just too tired. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. I mean, what if we just said that? Like, if you just told me that, I feel like that'd be huge. Like, I I, I think most men can respect that. Like, I had a really long day. Um, Can we just snuggle? Can we just snuggle? (laughs) Like, I'm tired, but I I don't, but I want to like hold your hand and I just want to hug. Like, that would be helpful. My friend Cedric if you just started a podcast so you know cedric but i'm telling yeah. them um oh. uh cedric he was on the podcast a while back and he um just started his own with his wife and they their first episode that they did was about reading in between the lines mm. and how often in relationships you're reading between the lines yeah. and trying to read between the lines mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of one yeah. where if you if you just would say what yeah. you're feeling that it would be helpful yeah. especially for dudes the other okay. thing that would be helpful is to like give expectation of like, can we just snuggle tonight? But I'm excited to like be intimate with you later this week. <laughs> or like, yeah. Like don't leave the guy hanging. Cause mm. for, I'm just real talk right now for a dude relaxing is like being intimate. And for what seems like a lot of wives or women, um, it, it can work is like the wrong word, but it also, it's like energy. Yeah. It, it's energy. It's a lot of energy. <laughs> like, yeah. Guys don't think of sex as energy. Yeah. Oh, for me, it is another thing. Yeah. And it's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially guy- being an introvert in a very, like, I have a very high need for, like, my space and my quiet and just being alone and not needed, I think is what, Hmm. or like the feeling of not being needed for just a second. Hmm. And that's just so infrequent when you have, I must be tired. My eyes are accidentally watering, (laughs) but when you have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and an infant, anyway. What nerve did that poke? I don't know. I'm tired, I think. No, I poked a deeper nerve. What is it? Um, sorry, everybody. I think probably just, well, I think it's true. I'm just tired and not just like physically tired tonight, but just, I think this season has been hard. Um, it's been awesome because we have, you know, new baby and she's so cute. You guys have seen her. She's so stinking cute, but I've been working more than I want to. And, uh, and you, every time I'm home, you're gone. And every time you're home, I'm working. And, and then when I am home, I'm wifing or momming, or even in the night, I don't get my like quiet alone time because I'm being woken up several times, which is a beautiful thing. But, um, I think specifically for me, I don't know how many other women or moms relate, but I just, I really, really, really require like to not be needed for a minute. Mm-hmm. And that probably sounds selfish. And then my mom guilt and my wife guilt and all the things come in. But mm-hmm. anyway, I think that's what 
this season has just been especially like when I look at the calendar, I'm like every single day has yeah. something from morning until evening is something. And then all through the night for me getting up with Ella. Yeah. So anyway, it's just exhausting. Yeah. And so I guess my nerves are a little raw. I I heard anyway. somebody talk uh, the other day about um, just a, how women feel like a loss of identity so deeply yeah. when they become wives and moms. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. You, I don't know if it's, you just feel like, and a lot of it's good and it's, um, you know, to put, you put the needs of your kids above your own. Um, but I think we were talking about intimacy with our husbands, I think is yeah. what led to it. And so then when it's like, and then, so after my, you know, 10 hour shift at work and my one hour commute home, and then I have my seven-year-old and five-year-old and infant. And then, you know, dinner and the house is a mess and let's clean it up real quick before we go to bed. And then, and then comes bedtime or, you know, the evening when most, I think most couples are intimate with each other. It's like, it it feels sometimes like one more thing, which I don't think is healthy or good. Um, So anyway, I think. Is there something that like I could do as a husband that one would make you just feel pursued and loved and valued in the midst of all that. Um, and then two, like that would help with intimacy and just feeling like, yeah, yeah it doesn't feel like a chore. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, I hate like, to say that cause I know it's I not, get it. That, yeah. And I don't feel that from you. That's good. Um, well like one time, uh, this just happened like maybe within the last month or two or three, I don't know. Um, I came home from work and I, and I don't know if everybody knows, but I work as a nurse in a town that's like 45 minutes away from us. So I commute to and from, plus it's a long shift and I work with oncology patients, which sometimes can be really just emotionally taxing. Um, but I came home from work and the house was clean and you put my, I've been using, um, I love essential oils and he had started diffusing essential oils before I got home and he and the kids were actually gone, (laughs) which I know sounds silly, but, um, so I came home to a quiet, clean house and you had left a note that said, um, I took the kids to the YMCA to go swimming, um, uh, I'll bring home Chipotle for dinner. Why don't you just enjoy the quiet house to yourself or something? And that was like, I could just come home and I just genuinely felt like I've been at a hundred all day, all day, all day, drive home. And then I could come home and finally just kind of come down instead yeah. of like that running at a hundred yeah. literally until my head hits the pillow. Yeah. So I came home and the house was clean and the kids were taken care of and having fun and dinner was going to come home and I wouldn't have to cook it. Yeah. That was, that was a real treat. I think that just goes back to that, like one love language. What do I know is going to serve you? And I know how much I knew how much that would mean to you. Just clean house and quiet. Those are like love language for Mm -hmm. you in the season. Um, so yeah, I think that's like if we kind of tie a pretty bow on it, I think that that's studying your spouse and knowing what is it that's going to make them feel pursued. 
Um, I think there's... Yeah, there may be a wife that like wanted to go to the Y and go swimming with you. Right. Maybe that would have been her love language. But yeah. yeah, for me, it was like to finally just, I not needed, I don't need to clean the house and I don't need to feed the kids and, yeah. and I don't need to entertain them. I can just like go get my pajamas on, which is my favorite thing and mm-hmm. just sit and stare at the wall, which I love. Yep. Because I think when I stare at walls. <laughs> um, let me just read a couple more of these okay. and we'll wrap up because I think that it would be encouraging for the husbands just to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, one wife said, when he asks me what he can do for me and then he actually falls through on it, when he takes time to speak my love language, which is what we're talking mm-hmm. about, and then makes time for dates, when he takes time to sit and listen, um, when he wants to hear how I am and puts my needs first in bed, that's um there's probably a lot there mm-hmm. um when he actively listens when he hugs me uh when he plans quality time when he simply says something something complimentary um when he helps without being asked mm-hmm. i'm sure a lot of wives feel that mm-hmm. yeah no wife wants to feel naggy there's nothing like putting a wedge between you two and you feel like i have i've asked you 74 times when the dishwasher's clean could you just unload it I felt, or I mean, I felt like real personal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, for all the other husbands, <laughs> not mine. Jeez. No, you you usually do a good job. Um, when I see him making effort to correct areas we've discussed are problematic, mm. I think that goes back to that praying. Like yeah. even if you're not specifically solving the problem, if you just acknowledge, I am thinking about this. Yeah. I haven't ignored it, mm-hmm. and I want it to be better. Um, I think that's probably huge. When he engages in a conversation. Uh, topic with me that may not interest him. I suck at this with you because <laughs> you like your brain is just so different than my brain. We're wired so different. Yeah. And I'm just, I have a really hard time. This is an area I want to grow in because hmm. I'm not good at it. So I'm sorry. Well, I probably don't make it easy because one, the things that I like. I'm talking about drafts, <laughs> hitting bladders and drinking <laughs> pee, you know, <laughs> so I'm trying to hang with you, but I don't know why that doesn't fascinate you. <laughs> but I know. Well, one, yeah, that's here. true. Some of the things that I come up with are pretty, pretty out there. And I know that. <laughs> so thank you for trying. But um, also, I don't know what I'm interested in. So I, I know it's when I don't know what I'm interested in. It's hard for you probably to like be interested in it. But also, I think I could be better at it for you, too, because I... I do not think the same way you do either. So probably both. No, but you're a good listener. Oh, yeah. And that makes me feel like you're interested, even if you don't necessarily care what I'm talking about or into it. Thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Somebody said when he initiates, this can be intentional conversation, intimacy, Bible reading, family time, anything, Mm -hmm. like just when he initiates. I thought that was a really good one, really helpful. When he says, let me look after the kids so you can go do X, Y, Z. Yeah. That probably is like the sexiest thing a man can say to a woman, I would imagine. (laughs) Probably so. Yeah. And the crazy thing is for a lot of us, it would probably just like be go to the grocery store or, you know, go, I don't know what else, but. Yeah. I'm just trying to. You take the kids so I can go grocery shopping. Like even that would be. So awesome. And you do do that. And I take a long time at the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> um, there, I mean, there are hundreds of them here, so I can't get through all of them. But um, 
so many of them are just like, put your phone away. Don't be distracted. Listen to me. Ask me how my heart is. Mm -hmm. So I think for any guy listening, we'll just wrap it up here. And um, okay. okay, Siri. Uh, I, I think for any guy listening is um, it's to like lay down your life and the things that you want to do, whether that be resting mm -hmm. or I don't want to like uh, clean the house or I don't want to, I don't have the energy to do whatever. Um, it's to just say, I... I'm part of laying down my life. And I always say this to guys. We, we're so macho in our mind. Like I would give, take a bullet for anyone in my family. Mm -hmm. But like every day of your life, you're not in a situation where you need to take a bullet for your family. No. But every you day of your... You probably will never be in right. that situation. So find something else to yeah. the <laughs> laying serve your wife. It's way easier or it's way, there are way more opportunities for you to lay down your life if you're serious about it. Mm-hmm by unloading the dishwasher, by mm -hmm. asking her a question that's a house or heart, and then listening because you it may expose things. P.S., by the way, on that one, for guys that are like holding out because it, they're afraid of what they might hear their wife say mm -hmm. or it might be a lot to handle, if you ask every day, <laughs> yeah. you're not building up to the big thing. Yeah. So true. just every day check in on her heart. You're not you're not going to pro you you're less likely to have big explosions mm -hmm. of emotion yeah. or or feelings or whatever because you're going to be asking on a daily basis. Yeah. Checking it's in her heart. So um anyway, I hope this was helpful. I have no idea how long we've gone. Probably a long time. Um I'm literally going to go into the room and uh edit this right now and then post it. I thought of one more thing. Okay. That was that is important to me that you do that makes me feel loved or like pursued or whatever um like today or sometimes i don't know probably nobody knows but my dad lives in salem or my dad lives like 45 minutes away from where we live and he's not very well and so and even in this season like jared and i both have so many stinking things on our calendar all the time and it I mean, it sometimes feels frustrating. I'm sure anytime I need some to do something, it's, you know, it puts pressure on him. And anytime he needs to go do something, it puts pressure on me. But um, I know when I say that I would like to go see my dad, uh, you don't make me feel bad about that or like something you know is important to me. If I say I would like to go do this thing that's important, you don't make me feel bad and that mm. makes me feel or like the other night I was kind of um, going to explode because it had been so long since I had any like introvert time. And I said, I think I just need to go to a coffee shop and write stuff. And you said, okay. And I went for one hour and that was all I needed. So to like not make me feel bad about something that I just need to do, even if it kind of not good timing for you or there's other things you would rather be doing than letting me go to a coffee shop or drive 45 minutes out of town to go see my dad so anyway i hate that it's so cliche but um it's just like communication to say i want to do this because it adds a lot of value for me it mm -hmm. would mean a lot to me the simplest sentence like that will go so far specifically for wives like when a wife asks how can i help encourage my husband to be the spiritual leader of my family or to pursue us more or whatever like just 
ask straight up mm. and say, it would make us feel really loved if mm-hmm. you led us in prayer. It would make me feel really loved if you just met. As Did a, it? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, didn't Jefferson yeah. um, Bethke say he and his wife have mm-hmm. like a morning ritual, I yes. guess? Yeah, every morning. So at the Intentional Parenting Conference this weekend uh, here in Portland, I went and Jeff Bethke, who's a friend of mine, was speaking there. And he said he and his wife wake up every morning and they ask, how can I serve you today? Yeah, um, that's cool. I liked that yeah. a lot. Such a humble posture. Yeah. And just and it gives your spouse an opportunity to let them know, here's what would be means so much to me today. Yeah. And and it just takes away that reading between the lines, mm-hmm. like wondering what's on your heart. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. And he said that sometimes they just say nothing actually today I'm okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Most of the time it's like nothing. 5 days out of the week he said it's like nothing. But two times of the week it is something yeah. and it's just Can enough. I have 1 yeah. hour to uh-huh. go do this thing yeah. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And all of this to say, man, this is how we um, love our kids well. Like Mm -hmm. when when we're doing this kind of stuff, pursuing each other's hearts well, it bleeds down. Mm -hmm. It trickles down into our fam, our whole family. Mm -hmm. And so um, our kids need us to do this. Yeah, Um, it's so important. So anyway, I think all the cameras like stopped. Yeah. Well like 10 minutes into this so this won't be on youtube like we said at the beginning (laughs) probably not um but the audio will be up on itunes if you're listening to this on a monday morning um in march march 11th um just know we recorded this like six hours ago (laughs) yeah time you're listening you're welcome all right love you guys love the dead tired love you babe thank you for staying up late it's really helpful stuff thanks for being honest and vulnerable um uh, as always, you guys hit us up on social media, Dad Tired, and just let me know what you're thinking there. We have a closed married group called Tired and True that you can come be part of. And we have a closed group for the guys called, it's just Dad Tired. If you search that or go to dadtired.com and click the community tab. Anyway, we love you guys. We're grateful to be on the journey with you. Talk to you later.